What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is our Week 14 Look Ahead at the Lines for next week. Usually a YouTube exclusive. We are still on YouTube. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pick six. But John Breach and I, what's up, Breach, are going to break down Week 14 Lines now in podcast form. Why not get more of us? It's a new show, shorter show. Mini pod, micro pod, turbo pod, emergency pod, whatever you want to call it, in your feed every Sunday night. And we give you some bets to look at for week 14. Good thing that it's us doing it, Breach, because we're on fire right now. We are on fire. You know what, Brinson? This is a double bonus for the listeners uh, or the people watching. Because like, if you don't want to see our ugly faces, you listen to the podcast. If you think we're handsome, then you watch the video. It's, it's a win-win for everyone. And uh, starting this Thursday, we will have Patriots at Rams. Rams minus six over under 40 five initial thoughts on this breach you know what's crazy brenton i'm gonna bring up the super bowl we saw these two teams play in super bowl 53 jared goff embarrassed himself in that game uh you know the rams only scored three points the patriots won 13 to three and i know it's dumb to bring up a game from a few years ago but that jared goff that guy still exists. He's the guy that gets easily confused. Uh, he is very successful when Sean McVay draws up a, a very good game plan uh, like he did against the Cardinals on Sunday. But the thing is, I think Belichick's going to come up with a defensive game plan. He's going to make Jared Goff look silly. And this point spread is six points. I do think the Rams are the more talented team. Uh, so I'm not sure the New England is going to win. But I like New England to keep this close. And you know what? The one advantage the Rams should have, which is the fact the Patriots have to fly all the way across the country, they don't even have that because the Patriots are staying in Los Angeles because they play the Chargers on Sunday. Uh, so this is all going the Patriots' way. And you know what? Uh, if they win, they stay in playoff contention. So I like them to cover the six here. Yeah, I, I think the Patriots are a live dog in this spot. You're right. Jared Goff has been very good at times and very bad at times. And I think the bad probably more outweighs the good this year. New England's defense is starting to come together. I don't want to be the one to bring it up, and I'm sure I'll bring it up on the recap pod. But if the Bills lose to the 49ers on Monday, we at least have to have a discussion about the AFC East, don't we? Um, and I, yeah, Cam Newton now has scored two rushing touchdowns uh, in, in a single game more times in a single season than anyone in NFL history. And I think that the Patriots have a very good chance of being a live dog in the spot. The, the, I love the under more than anything, though. I think the under is a bet you could probably take now. We saw a ton of points scored um, in the matchup between the Cardinals and the Rams. That game went way over. The Patriots are much more sluggish. They they dropped 45 on the Chargers, so maybe people will be thinking this could be a shootout. I think both teams will try to run the ball, minimize clock, and you end up seeing very few points on the board. So I like the under a lot, and I would lean towards the Patriots with you as well breach all right Colts at the Raiders the Raiders somehow escaped New York and now they will host in Vegas uh the Indianapolis Colts Phillip Rivers and the Colts are minus three in Las Vegas against the Raiders Brenton I'm starting to worry about the Raiders. Look, if this was just a one-stop thing where they flew out to New York playing the Eastern time zone and they just won on a Hail Mary just barely, I wouldn't hold them against them. But we're talking about three weeks in a row. They lost to the Chiefs. They followed that up by getting blown out by the Falcons. They scored six points against the Falcons, and it took a Hail Mary to beat the Jets. And now they have to play an Indianapolis team that probably is one of the best five defenses in the NFL. I'm not sure the Raiders are going to be able to move the ball on them. And now also they're playing a smart quarter 
quarterback in Phillip Rivers. They had trouble stopping Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I didn't it's like what's going on here. Uh, I think the Colts are. I, this is in Vegas, so that is the only reason I think that the Raiders will be able to keep this close. Uh, but I like the Colts to cover three points. Yeah, I love the Colts in this spot. The, look, the Raiders. I mean, if it not for Greg Williams sitting doing engage eight from Madden on the final play against the Jets and leaving uh, Henry Ruggs wide open for for Derek Carr to hit down the field with 13 seconds while trailing by or while leading by four, the Raiders lose this game. And we're talking about their free fall and how they are just in a complete meltdown mode. Uh, Derek Carr wasn't great against the Jets. I guess he threw. I guess he put up a bunch of points. Darren Waller had a monster game. I just don't know that this is the matchup that you want because they need Josh Jacobs. And like they're off the way that their offense runs is with Josh Jacobs. who we don't know if he will play. And if he's not in there, that hurts their running game a ton. And with uh, Darren Waller, right? Well, do you know what the Colts have? DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard, the perfect compliments or the perfect like uh, kryptonite for, for what the Raiders want to do. So I, I like the Colts a lot in this spot. And I think that you'll see Philip Rivers have a really good game. And you'll see Jonathan Taylor have another good game. He had a good one on Sunday, two, uh, two out of the last three weeks. He missed one week for COVID concerns. Breach, by the way, let's not sleep on the fact that Philip Rivers, because he's such a family man, immune to the Vegas, uh, the, the Vegas wiles. Do you call it wiles? The sins of Sin City. He's immune to him. No home field advantage for the Raiders here. Rivers isn't going to be spending the whole night. He's going to go to about 8 o'clock after he FaceTimes with his nine children. Or he like gets in like a a, a, a Wayne Newton show. Something, something, something like very wholesome and not at all Vegasy. Okay. Vikings at the Buccaneers. Looking at this game, you have the Buccaneers as a favorite, obviously at home with a better team. Six and a half points, though, over under 52 and a half. Yeah, this one's interesting, but I think when it comes down to it, your best chance of beating the Vikings is slowing down or stopping Dalvin Cook. Most teams can't do that. But guess what? The Buccaneers, they're only giving up 74.2 rush yards per game. That's the best in the NFL. They're literally just shutting down running backs left and right. We've seen it, uh, you know, last season, they were the one team that just Christian McCaffrey could not do anything against. He had his two worst games. They just do a great job of slowing down, stopping running backs. And if you're the Vikings, you don't have Dalvin Cook. That means you're putting this entire game on Kirk Cousins' shoulders. And, you know, sometimes I feel like he can handle the pressure, but for the most part, I think it's a big no. And you know what? The Buccaneers, they're going to be coming off a bye. Uh, they've had some extra time to get all this mess figured out. I know they're in total disarray because they were a two-game losing streak going to that bye. I think they're going to get everything fixed, and they get to go up against a Viking secondary that I think that Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're going to eat that secondary alive. I, I like the Buccaneers to cover here. Yeah, I would probably lean towards the Buccaneers, but I will say Kenny White dropped a great stat on the uh, the podcast, the, the Best Bets podcast, and it actually sort of led to me really leaning on dogs this week. Underdogs of two points or more this year have covered like 55% of the time. It's crazy how much these dogs are hitting and just keeping teams in close games. So I think you probably want to look at dogs who are catching a lot of points. Now, I understand what you're like. I agree with you. I think the Buccaneers are a dangerous team here. They thrash bad defenses, but I'm a little worried that we like, I actually, I tell you what the play here for me, the over 
This is one of my favorite bets of the week early on. 52 and a half is, is a high total, but the Vikings are willing to get in shootouts. They do it all the time. You think of it as a running team, but they wing the ball around with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. They'll let teams come back on them. They'll come back on teams. And I think this could be uh, both teams really passing the ball a lot and exploiting some questionable matchups in the secondary. So I like the over in the spot. And by the way, these lines will move throughout the week. We give them to you now. This is a game I think what you, you want to go and bet this now because I bet this over gets up to like 55, which is actually what the over-under is for the Packers and the Lions. The Packers minus eight and a half at Detroit over under 55 breach. This is an interesting game to me because on one hand, I want to say, all right, the Packers are on a roll. I think the Packers take this. But look, if we've if there's been one thing that's been pretty clear this season, if a team fires its coach, they've just suddenly <laughs> got on this roll. I mean, we saw the Falcons. They were 0-5 with Dan Quinn. They dumped them, and they are 4-3 and since then. The Texans were 0-4 when they fired Bill O'Brien. They are 4-4 four and since then. That's a lot of wins to get when you were a previously winless team. And now we've seen the Lions fire Matt Patricia. Patricia, they're one and zero without Matt Patricia, and they came back from a ten point deficit in the final two and a half minutes. Those are the crazy good things that happen to you when you're fired your coach. So I think we're going to see an inspired Detroit Lions team. Probably not going to upset the Packers, but I do like them in this spot to cover the eight and a half points. And you mentioned Kenny White's stat, so we'll we'll continue to ride that horse. Yeah, um, I uh, I agree with you. I think I mean look, I, I look. Here's my thing. The Lions are going to make some kind of playoff push. At some point in the next three or four weeks, I'm going to say something like, can we count the Lions out of the playoffs? And Ryan Wilson on the podcast will call me a fool and say that I'm stupid. Um, and I'll think, like, dream about the Lions or, like, somebody upsetting the – like, knocking the Packers off and and stealing the division or something like that so I don't have to pay Pete Prisco 100 bucks. I think it starts this week with a win over at home against the Packers, a shocking win over the Packers. They've looked a little vulnerable. I like the Lions catching eight and a half points. It's too many. And they should be getting like, a lot depends on it. Do they get Galladay back? Uh, Deandre Swift. Um, yeah, I think those guys matter a, a pretty decent deal for them. Uh, they need uh, Okafor out there. So they need to, let's see, let's see the injury report before we lock that in. This is one you might want to wait on, but I think the over is probably a pretty good bet here as well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it climbed. It's indoors. You won't have any weather. And both of these teams have questionable defenses and are more than willing to let their opponent toss up some points. The breach ball. Cowboys, breach bot, 3,000 against the Bengals in Cincinnati. The Cowboys coming off their bye, I believe. Or, no, they play on Monday. What am I talking about? Or Tuesday. Oh, God, Tuesday football. Uh, the Cowboys are minus three and a half in Cincinnati, Breach. What do you think? Well, I think the space-time continuum in my house is going to rip my soul apart because I don't know who to pick in this game. It's my favorite quarterback ever going against my favorite team ever. What do I do, Brinson? Andy Dalton revenge game! Andy Dalton or the Bengals. But you know what? This is my best bet of the week because there is... I am not falling into any traps here. Like you said, this is Andy Dalton revenge game. Andy Dalton is not going to lose this game. He is not going to go to Cincinnati and lose. That is just that simple. And let me also say this about the Bengals. Since Joe Burrow went down, they've played two games. They have scored two offensive touchdowns. One came in garbage time against the Giants, his first game out. The other one came on a 72-yard screen pass. This offense is horrible with Brandon Allen. They just lost their left tackle, Jonah Williams. He's probably not going to be playing Sunday. The Cowboys winning this game by three and a half points as long as they don't suffer any catastrophic injuries on Tuesday against the Ravens. Tuesday against the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Dallas in this spot. 
I think Dallas is a good spot, a good good bet too. That that line's a little short for me, and, and they're not good. Dallas is is not good. Their defense is you know questionable at best. But I mean, Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley are you know just not going to be able to do anything. And the the Bengals, I think, feel like they're sort of given. I don't think they're going to want to come after Andy Dalton and take out Andy Dalton. It's not a revenge spot for them. They love Andy Dalton. He's their boy. But this is a revenge spot for Andy Dalton for the team that replaced him. And now they're really down in the dumps. And the Cowboys are way more motivated here. They have a division that they're trying to steal. So I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I don't love taking, you know, laying the points with a crappy road team like the Cowboys, but – the Bengals, we saw one of the few dogs that didn't cover on Sunday. It's an 11 and a half point dog, and they didn't really have a chance of covering. Once Miami got a, a lead on him, it was over. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys in that spot as well. Jets at Seahawks. Oy. Seahawks minus 13 and a half over under 47 and a half. Breach. Man, I look. The obvious, obvious choice here seems like it would be the Seahawks. And I would love to take the Seahawks because the opposite of that means taking the Jets. But look, you look at the Seahawks schedule. They've won eight games this year. Uh, You know what? Only one of those has been by 10 or more points. They couldn't beat the Giants with a backup quarterback in Colt McCoy. So there's just a lot of red flags here when it comes to taking Seattle. And you know what? If there's one thing about the Seahawks, all their games are crazy. If they win, it's almost always a one-score game that goes down to the wire, even though it shouldn't go down to the wire at all. Uh, And you know what? The Jets have shown some fight the last couple weeks. Sometimes you expect the team to maybe just quit on their coach, especially if that coach is Adam Gase. But (laughs) we have not seen that from the Jets. So I'm going to take the Jets very, very begrudgingly uh, to cover the 13 and a half. I, I love the Jets in this spot. I'm, I'm not going to want to bet my actual money on it. And I don't think you should rush to the, the window to slap down a bet on the Jets. But 13 and a half is too many points. I think it'll come down to like 11 or something like that. And think about it like this. The, the Seahawks uh, over the last five or six weeks, Pete Carroll felt like they got too far away from their identity. He wanted to run the ball. He wanted to pound it. He wanted to be physical, lean on Chris Carson. And that's what they tried to do early on against the Giants. And it didn't work because you're running into the strength of the Giants defense, which is the defensive line. You know what the strength of the Jets defense is? Their defensive line. The Seahawks don't have a great defense. That's that's how you exploit the Jets. And I think we could see some actual, so like some decent points being scored here. And I think the Seahawks will mess around and mess around and mess around try to run Chris Carson, try to get going. Finally, Russell throws some, a late touchdown. They'll win the game, but I think it stays under double digits. So give me the Jets as, the well, as, as well. All right, Breach, give me your best early bet, the one that you want to go make right now that people should go ahead and put in the, uh, Yeah, put in and uh, get, their, get their wager on. It is, like I said, Cowboys three and a half over Bengals. But here's the crazy part is because they play Tuesday, if they upset the Ravens, that that point spread is going to shoot up probably to like four or five. That's why you get it now. They get it now, but the or if they even play the Ravens close, I think the same thing will happen. But if the Ravens win that game by like 30 points, then the flip is going to happen. It's going to go down maybe a point. Uh, but I, I like the, the Cowboys. That's my best bet early right now. By the way, that uh, that Seahawks uh, Jets line was 15 and it already dropped down to uh, 13 and a half. The people, they That's understand. Crazy. They understand what's going on. The Minnesota Tampa Bay over that I mentioned opened at 45 and a half. Or that was the look at now to 52 and a half. I don't know how much higher it can go, but I think it should be about 55 or 56. That is going to be a shootout. The Vikings just get in shootouts, people. Uh, they're not the slow, methodical Vikings team that you think of. Give me that over as my best bet early bet of the week and i would go ahead and get both of those in now as we point out make sure to check out the week 13 recap and we will have our full best bets episode coming up next friday thanks for listening to the pick six podcast with john breach i'm will brinson see you guys later